Welcome to the Careless After Hours Podcast. Careless After Hours Podcast with your host, Evan Williams. Evan, really? And Cole Holly. Cole, where are you? Living life on the edge daily just to bring you good content. I'm not that careless. Anything. No, this is actually it picks up pretty good. You can scoot like right there. Bam. Are your headphone volume good and everything? Uh yeah. Cool deal. Why yeah. we what's up? I'm not sure if I hear in the right side or not, but I don't think um, it matters. Are you what headphone set are you? Number three. Hello? Is Hello? that better? Yeah, I think so. Cool. Cool. Alright. Awesome, awesome experience. We got Evan and Cole Holly out here from Careless After Hours. We're in the XSM studio, and we have a very special guest. Long, long-term friend of mine, great influencer as far as like the skate scene, have influence in the, the music scene as well. We have Victor Nelson in-house. What up? It's your boy. V Nelly. V Nelly, a.k.a. Vincent X Victor on Instagram. Hit me with that follow. <laughs> Vincent X Victor, what is that? My, f- my first name and my middle name. But the X is like... The X is just in place of a space. That makes sense. I respect that. So yeah. at Vincent Victor. Yeah, at Vincent X Victor. I respect that. Everybody calls me Vincent, but if you come up, come up to me and call me Vincent, I might look at you a little sideways because nobody <laughs> calls me that. And when people do, I'm like, you don't really know me. That's you your government name. You're not really my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. So we're just catching up. You just literally, like what, less than 24 hours ago, got back into town from California. You're out there. Yep. Checking out some stuff on the West Coast. It's pretty awesome. So we are experiencing, what, 60-degree weather. Nowhere near anything exciting. And you <laughs> were out there snowboarding just a few days ago. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Like, we were just talking about before we started recording, like, Southern California, you can literally snowboard, skate, surf, all within 24 hours if you wanted to. And that's given the right conditions. So last last week... California, or the last couple weeks, California's been getting hit with kind of crazy rain, like consistently two, three weeks. It's been like all this rain happening, and that's created perfect condition up in the mountains, and they are getting dumped on with snow, and um, like the day before, or the day I arrived to California, it had just finished up raining, and the snow had dumped on the mountains, and then surprise trip up to Mount High with the homies, and got to rip all day. It was crazy, man, like straight powder, just like fresh fresh coat they probably got like 12 inches or something it was nuts which yeah being from texas you know truly a blessing <laughs> <laughs> especially right now texas gets like the short end of the weather stick it's like it's either nice or it's just shit yeah, yeah. you can't talk about the weather until you live in michigan okay i forgot yeah True you that. Have, yeah you <laughs> cake right there negative 20 degrees yeah i don't yeah, want to mess that with that sucks Dude. Like it's like 25 there snowing it's right now sucks. yeah never mind i can't complain <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I wake up at 60, I'm like, mm, not too bad. Not too bad. Dude, that type of weather, I just would not leave my house. I'd be like, yo, people catch know. me in like April. Yo, and you, people are all, they're all assholes because it's terrible weather, no sunshine. <laughs> that vitamin D, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No sunshine. Yeah. I don't even think I'd wake up, I'd be like, in a frozen, like, <laughs> <laughs> frozen, frozen state. state. Just laying in bed all day. You'd have to like, literally defrost me in like, the year 2021, like, <laughs> hey, it's warm out. Victor, Victor, wake up. <laughs> so March, that, now that we're kind of getting around to better weather, because it's what? It's the 26th of February, mm-hmm. getting out of that cold season. I'm pretty excited. we got mm-hmm. Mondays Don't Suck coming up on uh, March 11th. Yeah, I'm sure everybody knows about Mondays Don't Suck in this room, but anybody listening, 
It is the automotive event that we host at my skate park in Grand Prairie. It's, you know, obviously turned into this big phenomenon. So many people come out to this thing, and it's really grown from, you know, Evan, you and me started this thing, what, four years ago now? That sounds about right, man. It is just kind of transformed into this something I don't think any of us really thought it would become. And, uh, you know, it's it's super exciting to be a part of this and to see it, um, how it's developed over the years. And March 11th is going to be the spring break kickoff. Um, keep your eyes on the weather because Texas, obviously, it's always throwing shade, but I think we'll end up looking good by that time. And, uh, you know, we got some exciting stuff in store for this season. Hopefully, uh, you know, some some cool things for you guys to come out and experience. But um, in the meantime, keep your eyes out. We're going to be dropping T-shirts. We're going to be making some special announcements. Got a couple last-minute companies that uh, we think are going to sponsor this, this season so we can keep this thing going, obviously. You know, bigger bigger event means bigger costs, and Evan and I have talked. We talked about this on the side over the past couple months, but you know, going into it, we all got a lot of confidence. It seems like it's going to be a great season, and uh, just on to bigger and better things. You know, well, I feel like the skate park is continuing to raise the bar as, as far as like in a venue, and you guys are always consistently adding something. Like you've added the foam pit, you added the outside um, BMX trails now. You were working on like more mobile cool ramps and stuff like that. You guys are moving around. So the skate park, it's always changing. It's always looking a little bit different. So there's always something from a skate perspective to see that's going to be new and exciting. I mean, you guys are always adding like art installations to the containers where the stage and everything's at. So Yeah, you know, the, the tricky thing about not just our industry, but like the culture overall is, you know, especially this generation, you have to keep people engaged. And too much of the same stuff, people just stop to notice it. And unless you learn how to switch gears and pump out something new, then you just become last, you know, last week's old news, you know, and we're not trying to be that. We're trying to be that, you know, thing, that brand, that company, that experience that's just always breaking the mold, changing it up, like always leave you wanting more and guessing for what's next, you know, so we'll see what we got with the skate park. I mean, there's some big announcements I would lo I'll love to make here in the next few months, but right now, you know, you can just expect some some great events this year. Um, we got the Zoomies Best Foot Forward coming back in June. Obviously, Mondays Don't Sucks popping off. Uh, we got some mobile pop-up events going on, obviously, with the mobile street course. Um, just all kinds of cool stuff. Obviously, we're doing skate camps and all of our other, uh, you know, foundation events that we that we produce for the community and the kids to get them introduced and out doing stuff that keeps them active but you know just uh super thankful we've been able to progress this far and um really excited to see where things go next so mds man we got just a few days before we're starting back up so you had mentioned the improvements of the skate park everything else that's kind of going on yeah so you know um Looking forward to having a better season within MDS. Metroplex Wheels is jumping on board again. Looking like they're going to commit to the season. A couple other companies in the works, but nothing set in stone yet. Hopefully announcing next Monday to hype all that up. But in the meantime, you know, we're just going to keep chugging along. Lots of other cool things popping off at the skate park. And, um, you know, I definitely have my hands full with what we have here in Texas and then our locations in California that's... As of recently, really taken over a lot of my priorities, just overseeing the events and de developments as they happen out there and keeping the shops cool, keeping keeping the kids hyped, the staff motivated, and just making the business grow on that aspect where our foundation really is. You know, MDS is just a uh, an aspect of what we do here in Texas, but in the bigger picture, it's 
just one, you know, small piece into a bigger puzzle, if that makes sense. No, it's definitely a cool hybrid, because I remember when we were first having the conversations, there was extreme amount of potential with the venue you have, the diversity, and it's not just a skate park, it's not just like a cement bowl, it's not just some wooden ramps. It's really a place you could see yourself hanging out. You could see yourself, even if you aren't necessarily a talented skater, it's somewhere you could find yourself having a good time. And that's what attracted me to that skate park. Like, you know, from a brand side of Careless, we were always looking for that ultimate venue, that ultimate hybrid on how do you connect multiple worlds. It's it's hard to find such a welcoming spot that can make someone like myself that's not a talented skateboarder. I mean, I, I'm not going to jump on a BMX bike and do a trick. I'm not... I'd like to try it, but I'm not a talented person or an athlete like that. So it's really cool to see a venue that's so grassroots and so, like, humble and really open on the hospitality factor. Yeah, it's, you know, super unique in the sense that, you know, the, the common sense of what a skate park is today is exactly that, just a place you go skate or hang out. But, you know, coincidentally, this facility was built back in, like, the early 2000s, I think actually between 1999 and 2000, and originally opened as the GPX skate park and entertainment venue and you know that entertainment aspect was really considered in the overall design of the facility and when we took it over in 2006 it kind of just you know evolved from that point into what it is today now with everything you know the foam pit the BMX track we actually have an RC car track out there now which has really I think helped us diversify our customer base so that you know, like you're saying, like people may not want to come in and hop on a bike or a skateboard because they don't have that confidence or that athleticism, but anybody can pick up a remote control and drive a car around a track, do some jumps, have some fun, you know, and if not that, at least have a space to come, enjoy cool events like MDS or, you know, see a con contest or concert or whatever we end up putting on as, as time goes. So, And kind of cool random factor, correct me if I'm wrong, do you guys have a retired X Games ramp? Uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of like the whole outdoor pro course that we have there. There's actually two skate parks at the facility, and the larger outdoor one was originally built as like an X Games qualifying course, which back then was called the X Trials. It was a you know t television broadcasted X Games qualifier. So when this originally was built, they had you know pros from all over the world, television, all kinds of big name sponsors, and had just the place completely wall to wall like you know, full production mode, and um, since then, there's nothing been to that scale done at the facility, but we've definitely done some things that uh, would come close into comparison as far as, you know, big name events. We had, like, the Red Bull drop-in tour come through last year, and that was easily, you know, a couple thousand people with uh, full Red Bull TV live broadcast. It clocked probably over 400,000 viewers around the world, and, you know, for a team that came out for that of that caliber, there's never been a lineup that heavy to come to the Dallas-Fort Worth area in, I don't, I don't even know, maybe more than 10, 20 years. I mean, I, I could honestly say maybe that, that many big names being the entire Red Bull skate team to come out to Dallas-Fort Worth. Not a lot of things come close to that in comparison, you know, so. Was that the one that, I, I'm not to name drop, you had Ryan Sheckler and a lot of those. Right, that? yeah. Okay, cool deal. Ryan Sheckler, Jamie Foy's on, right, big up-and-coming names that just recently went pro, massive followings, you know. All these guys, uh, Alex Sorgenti, all-terrain rippers, you know, it was, it was a crazy event, and uh, that came just through having a relationship that we've built up over the years with Red Bull and being connected with the right people. Shout out to Jason Hines and Chris Humbard because without these guys, it probably wouldn't have fallen into place as, as good as it did and, you know, still kind of in a surreal feeling that that happened, you know, and just super thankful because without being here with the community that we have, it would just be like, 
not as possible to do stuff like that, you know. That's really cool. And you have ties with, like, the Woodward camp and stuff like that, because I feel like you brought it up in the past, or is that no? No, no, Okay. I've been to Ohio Dreams, if that counts. Okay, I think you <laughs> talked about it with Clayton. That's maybe where I got yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Possibly Clayton, yeah. We're trying, to, we're trying to be, I always happily call us, like, the poor man's Woodward, because if you don't know what Woodward is, it's, like, a like almost like this luxury skateboarding scooter BMX camp in multiple locations around the country, but... I think on average it's like twelve hundred dollars a week just to go. Yeah, really expensive. To to attend and use the facilities, and you know that's not counting your travel, lodging to get there, or whatever. For us, very similar facility here in Texas to like what Woodward is, but you know ten dollars for the day, and we're right here in the DFW Metroplex where it's inexpensive to fly here. It's typically inexpensive to find lodging here. Um, with the exception of getting around because there ain't any kind of public transportation or like walkability. Um, walkability. You know, you're still, yeah, no shit. Yeah. You're still going to be able to get a, a pretty good value then, you know, not to knock Woodward, but we're a lot more uh, obtainable for most people's budgets, I think. And, uh, you know, that was kind of like what we had in mind when we renovated is how can we take our skate park facility and now make it bigger and better. So, we're, we're building into having cabins there this summer oh, and, yeah, really expanding our camp program. And, uh, yeah, just see where that goes. That's going to be a mini Woodward. Yeah, exactly. Where would you guys build the cabins at? Yeah, so, you know, we have the gym facility. Uh-huh. That gymnasium uh, building is actually listed as a multi-purpose building. Uh-huh. So the thought is once we're ready to phase it in, we'll scale down the gym portion because it's, you know, just you've seen it. It's a very giant open space. But majority of the building will get built out to have bunk rooms and like a living room and that's really cool yeah have like a, kind of like a lodging accommodation in there and then you'll basically wake up you have a gym right there to warm up to your stretches and then go straight off to the skate park and be ready to tear it up that's so, pretty cool yeah unique you know in the sense of there's nothing like that really around here but the system's tried and true i mean woodward's been doing it for years they just really got to jump on the game early so well, one thing I really found unique is when I brought D-Blocks out to your skate park. Like, dude, he was thoroughly impressed, and I imagine he's seen a lot of parks. Yeah, I mean, and he's out on the East Coast, right? Yeah. So he's actually, I mean, the main Woodward's in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure if he's ever made it out to that, but, you know, there's not a lot of other stuff like that. And fortunately in Texas, we got a lot of space to move around and make things happen. And, you know... We're really proud of what we have, and I'm, I'm glad he could come out, and he's impressed by it. That's really awesome to hear, and yeah, I mean, you said he wanted to try to come back out and do something together. We'd be more than happy to shout out to D-Blocks, do something, work together, you know? He instantly was, like, grinning from ear to ear. He's like, bro, I'm going to let Todd know about this. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, make the call, bro. FaceTime him right now. And show him right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he did FaceTime Matt Hoffman while we were together. Oh, that's cool. And Matt was like, yo, what's up? What's up? I don't know yeah. anybody else they could call yeah, Matt Hoffman. <laughs> Matt Hoffman's up there just right up the road in Oklahoma. Or at least that's where he's from. I didn't know, yeah, I didn't know that either. He's got, he's got his own... Uh, there's his own skate park? Yeah, there's this Matt Hoffman skate park up in Oklahoma. Hosted some contests there. That's pretty legit. Yeah. This is random. Who's got the Mega Ram? Who has it? Doesn't one of the skaters have a Mega Ram? Woodward has it, or has one. I, I mean, one of the skaters had one in their backyard. That Pastrana and, has a Mega Ram? Or am no, I tripping? Pastrana, he has a lot of stuff. Bob Bernquist has That's one. That's who I was thinking That's of. That's in, yeah. like, Brazil. That, or, no, it might be in... Oh, okay. Cal- is that where Jackass filmed it? Where know. they took the toy cars, like the three-wheelers? I think so, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I think that that Megrant might be in 
California. Why know. is it like sketchy to own in America? I assume. I don't know. You probably have to have an insurance plan for this. I was even curious about that. What is the liability of owning a skate park? You just insurance and you're, it's okay. So can't talk about that. <laughs> just yeah, 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 yeah. We can talk about it. That's actually a cool question. It's like cool backstory. So the owner of of the company that I work for, basically Action Park Alliance, is the company that you know gets these contracts to manage these skate parks, and I have just. Started at ground zero, you know, and worked my way up from... That's who you work for? Yeah. I started at 17 years old, whatever, like 13 years ago. I'm 28 now, almost 29, I can't do the math in my head. But I've been there like 12, 13, 14 years, whatever. Worked my way up, and now I'm in the position I am now, but it's only because of this dude, Mark Lowey, who's my boss, basically paved the way to create what we have now, and he had, you know, 10 years of, 10 or so years of private skate park ownership uh, experience. And I believe through that, he kind of uh, formed his own kind of policy in a sense with the insurance company that he had back in the 90s and just kind of built it up into what it is now through, you know, successful management of skate parks and operating events and doing things right and figuring out the right way things should go. It's like created this kind of, you know, platform that we have now and, for us, you know... So now he can just repeat that. Yeah, he if just... If he wants to go to a new skate park, he can repeat this. Yeah, process. he rolls it over, and anytime we have, you know, outside events or bringing on new parks or doing something at other parks, we have our insurance rep that we contact, we tell him what we're doing. There's always, you know, a significant fee involved, depending right. on the level of risk. But, you know, it's, it's a lot easier on us because of our experience in history than it would be for, like, say, one of you guys who just... Call them like, hey, I need to insure ten skateboarders jumping over a car. You know? So is it, I'm in the stunt motorcycle scene, mm-hmm. so I know guys even to set up a show in a parking lot, they struggle very hard to get an insurance policy, and if they do, it's big money. Mm-hmm. Like usually, typically, that's why a lot of shows can't go on because the insurance policy just doesn't work. Well, when you put motors on something, that's when it gets it's sketchy. Worse. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So but, when when it comes to everything we're doing, you know, you're pushing pedaling, and true. and these guys, like yeah, these guys are taking significantly less less crucial falls, not going as high in the air, and. I know the stunt bike guys, they're really just up on one wheel or doing, you Yeah, it's know, not, not as crazy. Yeah. You, that's right. I, I mean, maybe a side conversation, though. We might be able to talk about it and yeah. see what our options are, because we've definitely insured some motocross stuff and okay. done stuff through our um, through our network in the past. With D-Town Throwdown, the last one, we had moto- a giant motocross ramp jumping in the middle of downtown Dallas, so oh, I, think, shit, that's awesome. I think with with being able to do that, doing something in a parking lot, would it be as... You know, yeah, it's not as crazy quite as, as unfeasible. You know, yeah, it's always worth looking into. I think. Is there gonna be a detailed throwdown in twenty nineteen? Or is that it's is the that question that? of the decade right now? Oh, question of the okay. decade. Okay. The last one in twenty fifteen uh, was such a huge hit. You know, did, were you out? Did you make it out for Bro, that? Bro, you invited us. We had to be in like Houston or something. So I still regret. But I've seen the content, and I, I do regret this decision. Was it in 2015? That was the last time we did it, and it built up. You know, back backstory on it. It was originally started. We did it at the American Airlines Center, right there in the main plaza. When you're walking up, there's like a six stair set up right in front of the main entrance. Mm-hmm. You got the giant TVs. It's a real cool aesthetic, and we built it up as this best trick stair contest. And by year four or five things started to not look as favorable working with the Dallas Stars 
and we found an event partner in Headington Companies that owns the Jewel Hotel, uh, multiple restaurants, Victor Tango's, uh, just to name a couple, uh, good portion of businesses in downtown Dallas. One of them being um, they own the building where Brad Oldham, who is an international sculptor, has his workshop and showroom. Well, people that may not know him might recognize some of his work. The giant robotic traveling man in Deep Ellum that's like laid back playing guitar. guitar he made that. And, and around that time, he had just finished up this giant bird on a skateboard. It's like a giant chrome bird on a skateboard that was being placed on the top of the building, which is a giant parking garage. So that backstory leading into the homie Jason Hines at Red Bull got contacted by them wanting to do an unveiling party. They got passed to Mark, and that built into this mega idea of evolving D-Town Throwdown to being downhill skateboarding down the parking garage, the street contest in the parking lot, music stage, this whole festival vibe. And we ended up blowing it out so big that it was just like, how do we top this? You know, so... That being said, we, we ended up that following year as well getting getting blessed by the city of Grand Prairie to expand and renovate our facilities. So from that point on, we've kind of been solely focused on our facility where we really make money and can support our livelihoods. And D-Town Thoden was always a, uh, you know, a marketing tool for us to display what we do and how we do things. And since then, we've just kind of been having it on the back burner, like see what happens. But... The questions come up a few times over the last year, and I think it's not too unreasonable for us to start looking at doing it again. It's just a matter of getting the right partners involved, making sure the space is right, and we just, you know, the trend has always been bigger and better every year, so if we were to really take it up a notch, it would have to be on par of what 2015 is, but maybe with you know, some some main mainstream music artists or some kind of like, you know, real uh, progressive developments that takes it like onto that mainstream level. So we'll see. Honestly, yeah, I still, uh, I could, I still think about that event, and I meant to ask you about that, but I could see how it'd be a lot of planning for something, especially like that in downtown. We, I think you said you were shutting down streets to put yeah, ramps. We shut down San Jacinto right next to the, uh, I think it's NBC Studios. Uh, so you know, having that and all kinds of different permits and. But not. I mean, it, it was definitely it was definitely a lot of planning. But we did have some key partners that jumped in and joined our team with with Headington and just made it all a reality. So I think, you know, given that we couldn't have done it without them, you know, and hopefully we'll see. Maybe they'll jump back in in the future and make it all a reality again. But only time will tell. So was that a free event or it was one hundred percent free? So that's marketing. Yeah, purely marketing. Headington and and. Brad Oldham, they they wanted to bring, you know, attention to a part of town that was overlooked, and we basically transformed this parking garage and the empty parking lot into a giant skateboarding festival. Yeah, it was nuts. Pull up some of the photos, look it up right now, dtownthrowdown.com. I'm sure uh, Cole here will appreciate some of the motocross action. Yeah, I'd be curious. Not to divert, but... I'm really proud of it, you know. So it was October 17th, the past event you did? That was the past, yeah. This is currently all outdated. This Still is Still paying for the website, though. Somebody yeah, has. we own it, you know. It's you guys? Okay. Just scroll down. Just scroll down right there. You'll see the highlight video right there in the main thing. 
So yeah, we are at detailthrowdown.com. Just scroll down on the main page, and you can see a cool video that looks like it's originally uploaded from Vimeo. Vimeo. Yep. Oh, wow. There's the visual. That's $100 million visual. Yeah, easily could say that's one of the biggest events I've ever done, personally. Like, if you can imagine putting on X Games in Dallas, it was basically what it was. That's my favorite beer, by the way. <laughs> Deep Ellum IPA. They're good. They're good. Throw, throw us some money, Deep Ellum Brewery. Right, plug in. We got you guys on some cool events if you want to do it. Any brewery, honestly. I'll come set up, do a skate contest. We can do it minimal budget. I think, and I feel like those two vibes work together, breweries and skateboarding. It would it would make sense, you know. It's I gotta get I gotta know the right people. I think because it's hard for me to cold call or cold email people and be like, "Hey, you want to do a skate contest?" Yeah. Like, not uh, throw somebody off. That's always the biggest thing. Like, what? I can't take that liability. What? There's yes. there's zero liability. I'm taking full responsibility of it. That's what we deal with. The stunt writing is the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's. It's a challenge, but when you can sit down with someone and present it the way it should be presented, like, this is what we're going to do, this is how we're going to do it, this is who's going to insure it, this is the amount of risk you're taking, it's just simple, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. But you can present it in a professional manner. But, you know, business owners always have to think, like, really analyze things, and, you know... It's it's not unusual for people to be real hesitant when it comes to stuff like that. I mean, I would be. It's only natural, but... Right. Yeah, this is awesome. This event's crazy. This guy's racing out of the parking garage. Super nuts. Dallas has never had anything like this. And it's so awesome to mix the three different three or four different things. Yeah, we want to we wanna bring it back and have, like, BM, a BMX course and, like, you know... All kinds of... We should be doing, like, drone racing or something. Like, yeah. do it around Dallas... Even, Something mm-hmm. something like that would be crazy. This is just a one day event? This was yeah, this was a one day event. It's crazy to think this was two thousand fifteen. That feels like so long ago, but it really wasn't. Time flies, dude. Yeah, time does fly. Especially the older you get. Yeah. Also crazy to me, so I've been down here almost a year now, but coming from Michigan, there's very, 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 very few action sports events. Yeah. Like, there's never been anything like this. Yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. You have to, so it takes it takes a couple of people to really go and set it up. There's I have one friend. I, I'd be curious because you got done. You've done some similar things. He was telling me about that you uh, hung out with Little Wayne at the skate park. Yeah. So, do you know a kid named Jordan Garland by chance out of Michigan? I don't know how. What is he? He skates or something? Sk- he skates, but he also is tied in with the skate park, and he did the same thing. He he hung out with every time Little Wayne pops in. He hangs oh, out with him, okay. and then he set up a half pipe on like. I'm not a yacht, but like a party boat. So he built a half pipe on the party boat, on the party boat, and threw an event there. That's legit. He's built. There's like an old um, historic building. He got the half pipe inside the historic building in Detroit and threw an event there. Wow. So he's, but he's like the only one taking action. Right. Right. Well, props to that. I don't. I don't think. I, I mean, he recognized. Might him recognize him if I saw his face, but That's I right. saw his Instagram. May not know him. Oh, yeah. The thing with Lil Wayne is he he's got people that. You know, they either find parks or they know someone that has one in each market that he performs That's right, yeah, in. Little Wayne comes to that skate park every single yeah. time he has a concert. He comes after the concert. Yeah, I think he's going to come back to Auras in May. He had hit up our filmer and said that he, oh, was, Wolf Pat? he was trying to come skate. Yeah, shout out to Wolfpat Films on Instagram. That's my boy. You said in May? 
Yeah, he's got a Lil Wayne's got a show May third, but that's so rad. He uh, he actually uh, my homie X, who used to be a designer for Yums, had hit me with a text like the day Lil Wayne was performing was like he was hanging out with Lil Twist because I guess they're or he's Young Money, so he's in town and hanging out with them, and he's just like. I'm trying to make this happen. This will make you look good. This will make me look good. Let's make it happen. I said, you know, tell him to hit me up. And like 30 minutes later, Lil Wayne's agent was texting me, like, send me pictures of the park. This is what time we're thinking, blah, blah, blah. Me me and Dakota and Wolfpat got to the skate park at like midnight and skated until 3 a.m. before this fool finally showed up. That's where he shows up real late. Yeah, and even then, like, he he was on his tour bus for another hour, you know, before he even walked off to start skating and then skated for, like, two hours straight. Like, Is he good? Lil Wayne reps. I I mean, he's good. I won't say he's, like, you know, mind-blowingly good. Right. Like, like, from a skateboarder's aspect, I can look at him and, like, this dude's good. He skates. He's got he's the like, basics down. He's really trying. He's really making it happen. Someone who doesn't understand skateboarding may look at him and be like, well, it doesn't really look like he's doing anything crazy, you know? But to me, the fact that this fool just went and performed like a sold-out show, has been on the road, and it's now four in the morning, and he just skated for two hours like a freaking G. Like, and loves it. Just... Like, I respect that because I, I struggle to try to get out and skate after doing just my nine-to-five, you know, like on the daily, so... Anybody that has that kind of dedication, like, straight up, that's real, you know? And, yeah, Lil Wayne, come skate, bro. I got you. I'll stay up till 6 a.m. again. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, that's easy. Did it once. That is all. That's, like, one of those ones where it's like, sleep's not worth it. Yeah, no, sleep is not needed. There was at one point in that night I was like, man. I need to catch a nap. I might take a nap, and, you know, I really hope this fool shows up because if he doesn't, I'm gonna hate Lil Wayne for the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't care if that song it, goes. Yeah. I don't care if that song goes, bro. And nah, he's Lil Wayne's real cool. He's like down to earth, and he's just—we he, were having a good time. That's right. Yeah, my homie back in Michigan told me the same thing, and then he just did a vlog with him last time he was there, so you got to see it. You got to oh, see that's the interaction. Rad. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah, it's cool to see. Did Wolfpad do this video? Uh, Detail Throwdown? Yeah. Wolfpad does all our videos. Dude, basically. Wolfpad fucking kills it, man. That man has got talent. I should know who that is. Good. Good. You go to his website, wolfpatfilms.com. I'll pull up on IG real quick. What's his? <laughs> Wolf, Wolfpat? Wolfpat. Like P-A-T? Wolfpat Films. Yeah, if you need any film work done and you want to get in contact with him, there's no E in Wolf. My bad. It's not like an actual name. It's a nickname. <laughs> If you need that film work done, you can get at me, and I'll get you in contact with him. But only because I'm trying to get that commission, Wolfpad. <laughs> trying to click that 10%. No shit. Put hashtag uh, Victor for president. Uh, Is this That's homie? my boy, though. Oh, right there for real. This one? Those are all videos if you click on any of those. Oh, Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a, he's, no, that's a lot of concept videos. Um, I saw that, Slotsky's ad one. He yeah, Pat. Pat's real creative. So if he doesn't have work, he's making work from himself. Smart. And he puts out like these like concept videos that you know it, it's helped him. I'm sure he gets some jobs like just by having that content out on the regular. So you know, That's really people cool. don't see your work, then they're not gonna book you. He's just always putting out new stuff. That's extremely legit. He also has a skateboarding background as well, then? Yeah, he skates, and, like, that's where it, it all stemmed from. He was filming skate videos, and he actually got to start doing stunt videos, kind of like Jackass style. Really? Yeah. 
he's he's had some uh had some stuff he sold to uh I think it's like True T V or something, like kinda like your world's wildest antics, mm-hmm. hijinks type shit, you know. There's not too much like jackass in the mainstream anymore. No, it's because kids today are pussies. Yeah. They want to eat Tide Pods and play video games. Wear tight pants. Yeah. <laughs> I really generally agree with that last statement, yeah. <laughs> it's weird shit. They're doing like lighting themselves on sh- on fire in the bathtub. No offense, no offense guys, but this generation's pretty pretty soft. Yeah. It- we grew up with, you know, whatever. Gang violence and gangster rap. Now it's face tattoos. We grew up we grew up without social media. Yeah, this changed the game for sure. Mm-hmm. Big time. A lot of blessings with social media, but man, it's, you gotta you gotta know how to tame that beast. If yeah, you let that beast run a, your life, it's a true addiction. You run that beast, or it runs you straight up. Because it runs most people. Yeah, it it blows my mind, especially getting into I like to think as my wiser years. Now that I'm creeping up on thirty, uh, I noticed that the more I try to put my phone down, the more I'm aware of how nobody else can look at anything else but their phone. You know, I'm like. Jesus, I'm talking to you, bro. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. But, you know, it's not just me. I, I know other people see that, too, and it's just we should all take that, uh, you know, into a big consideration because if it's that big of a problem now, think about how long phone's been around like that, well, you know? Yeah, and now kids are growing up, like, they're two Knowing years old, nothing and the iPad is what they use 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I was at a restaurant the other day, and the kids are out to eat with their family, and they play on their phones the entire time. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing as when I was a kid. I was just coloring the whole time or doing something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Sense. You did, as a kid, you asked for the crayons and something to sketch yeah, on. Yeah, instead, now they're playing like, Angry Birds or whatever the game is. There's, like Fortnite, there's, like, there's some... Right at the restaurant. There's some beneficial... Uh, factors to drawing than there is to staring at a screen. 100%. Yeah. Slapping on buttons, you know. Like I'm with you. Maybe you have this hand-eye coordination that comes with the screen, but, you know, there's a lot, a lot of things we don't see or can really measure, like these gamma microwaves or whatever that's, that's emitting too. from the that's Wi-Fi or the cell signals. And kids are, kids are just sensitive to all kinds of stuff. Dude, it's kind of the mess up so- your eyes and Social stuff skills. Is yeah. Yeah. Social skills is gone. They can't look a person in the eye. Yeah, it's crazy. It kind of blows my mind. And I don't have kids. Not going to But, like, it blows my mind when you go to dinner and they see, like, each kid has their color-coded tablet. And you're like, this is a fucking problem. Mm-hmm. This is, like, literally y'all... You're not even talking to your kids. So you're not even here for dinner. You're here for, like, the f- service of filling your kid's stomach Yo, so you can now to, go to the next I stage. I to the parents, though, and they love it. They love it because it makes your job easier. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. shut up. Put the tablet on. Yeah, which they is not good. It, which is not good. No offense. It's like you're raising little brainwashed a robot. people. Like, yeah. people are going to really become extremely disconnected with reality the more they're staring at that screen. And or that's their comfort zone. Yeah, they're not comfortable when, talking me and you and having a beer. Yeah. Me or a kid not having a beer. But you're not comfortable, like, expressing yourself so, to your yeah. friends. It's not even kids, though, because we've done a podcast. I won't say any names. But like, with a few people, and not even just doing a podcast. You see it every day in your life. You're, we're talking, and you get a notification, you have to check it. You mm-hmm. have to check it. And, like, how many likes did I get? Like, did I get a like? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to heart that comment. It's just, like, nonstop. Like it's like, yes. yeah, feed that beast. Like you you got to turn off those notifications, and you're going to live a much simpler life. That's, yeah. Even, even though if you are looking at it and you can't put it down, you're less likely to look at it with the notifications not, yeah. off. Always if it's not buzzing. I have all mine turned off. I don't have Facebook on my phone, really. At least not Messenger. Instagram notifications off. I try to only check it if I'm going to post something. You know, like, 
You have to. That's the way to do it. You have like, to you maintain it. Guns, yeah. But people, too many people scroll. I, like, just, I catch myself doing it too. Yeah. Oh, I mean, fuck, I've been scrolling for an hour. Like, I, I, I do that. Doing? I am. I am guilty. But I'm like, when, when you're doing nothing and bored, and you're about to go to bed or whatever it is, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to go to work or you're at work or you're driving, it's like, mm. I'm not like it's a trap. But I've even found myself, and this is like what blows my mind most is I feel like I'm aware of these situations, and I'll still go to a social platform to do one thing. And it's so good at tricking you to get your attention. Like, mm-hmm. let's say you're going there to post about MDS, and then I'm posting about this other event. And you're like, okay, what's going on with Careless? And mm-hmm. now you're reading about Lone Star Drift, and then you get sucked in that black hole, and now you're on the Lone Star Drift page, and then 10 pages later, you've wasted time. And I'm like, what did I get yeah, Facebook yeah. for? And I didn't even get here and post about Mondays Don't Suck. That's what gets me the worst. And I'm so like, real. I've just won to the beast. Like, they I will have. all the time get on Facebook to, to look at an event. Look, yeah. What's Cletus and Cars? What's the event date? And by the time I get on, there's three other things that I'm not even looking at my notifications. It's like the first thing that pops up, it's enough to get you intrigued. Like, okay, let's read the comments on that. And then yeah. I'm going to go to this person's profile and click this tag that they're seeing what they're talking about. And then 10 minutes later. It's crazy, dude. Like, people don't realize these were engineered to do that to us. They have done studies that are like, how can we keep people on here longer? How can we keep them to where they won't look away? And or even like, when they're looking away, they're still thinking about this. They can hear us now. The phones yeah. are listening to us, and they're just like catering ads to us based on that. And it's just like, welcome to the future, you know? Like, what are we gonna do? We just comes down to the individual. Like, if you That's know right. it, you know how to handle it. Like, live it and pr- preach it. You know, let people know. Hey, man. I'd really appreciate it if you quit looking at your damn phone and engage with me in this conversation. Because right now, it's just me talking to myself. You yeah. know, just keep it real. You know. Otherwise, yeah, as I a, think that's it. As like, a civilization, you just have to realize. Yeah, it. as a civilization, we're going we're going the wrong direction unless we can figure out how we can live with phones, but not you know live like. With the phones in our face the whole time, if that makes sense. I just think, yeah, a lot of times wasted. I saw something the other day, it was like a meme, but it was like, it was like some old guy was telling his kid, he's like, yo, you want to have all these stories when you get old, but you're going to real quick wake up in 15 years and realize you just scrolled for 15 years straight and you did absolutely fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, all those events you saw on Instagram, you never went to one of them. Mm-hmm. All those people you wanted to meet, you never met them. Like, all those goals you had, you never met them because you scrolled your life away. Mm-hmm. That's so weird to think about. You scrolled straight through your 20s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. I think this relates to this conversation. A friend of mine who's in his mid-30s, got family, he listened to a motivational speaker, and the speaker's like, get this app. I forgot the name of the app. And you take a picture of yourself, and it projects what you look like at age 70. He said, print that picture off, hang it on your wall, and know every day you're working for that person. Like, you always have a boss. You always have someone that's above you, but you are working for your 70-year-old self. And I think that pertains to work. That pertains to waking up on time and motivated and instead of sleeping until noon, get up at fucking nine and be productive. Go have a healthy breakfast. Go get something okay, complete. So as as a motivational factor, like you're working to support this person, not take care of yourself so you don't look like this person is the is the mindset. Because I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be motivated if I'm looking at my old self every day. I'm what? like, I'm gonna die at that point. Well, I guess <laughs> to kind of feed in where I was trying to tie it in is like you're you're gonna become that no matter yes. what. Like you can't avoid yeah. that. So don't fucking scroll through your twenties. Don't fucking sleep yeah. in until fucking 1 o'clock every day and, you know, then go start drinking at 9 o'clock so you're literally productive those 8 or 9 hours. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. wake up with some ambition and don't just feel like I have a lot of people in my, like, I don't want to say immediate circle I hang out, but they're just stuck in this fucking world of self-pity. Mm-hmm. They, they aren't happy with their jobs, so they just go home and play fucking, 
see what wave of fucking Call of Duty they can get on, and that is how successful their day is, what wave they were able to make mm-hmm. it to that night. And it's like, do you think your life is going to change? You're not hunting for a better job, so your, cha- your income's not going to change. Develop some skills instead of playing video games. Fuck developing know, skills. Understand. Like, just try to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, developing skills, people are like, oh, I, you know, I'm not talented at this. I can't, I'm not a good salesman. Like, just do something. Do something that can amount to something else. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be the next ninja. He's done it. Like, find your own lane. <laughs> that's, what, that's the thing now. Now they're all like, well, esports is real. Like, I can be a professional gamer. And it's oh, like, yeah. That's just another excuse for you to sit around all day. Yep. Like, oh, no. Sorry, bro. That's, I mean, it's like the same thing with skateboarding. You think, oh, these guys are paid and they're making it. But the reality is in skateboarding, only like 10 guys actually make a living off of it. All the rest of them are sleeping on a homie's couch or living paycheck to paycheck. Like, there's no glamour in it outside of, you know... The top ten X Games dudes. Yeah, like, everybody's got their moment. Like, your board comes out, maybe you put, a, put out a great part, but there's not a lot of money. Like, the only money that's in skateboarding came from outside of skateboarding. You know, that's why we got brands like Nike, Adidas, all these corporate companies jumping in because it's, like, the trendy hot thing. When kids stop being about skateboarding or now more hyped on esports or scooters or whatever. You think those brands are going to stick around? Nope. And then we'll be left here with... I guess, uh, yeah, I got a question for you since you're you're in the skateboarding scene. Is it growing? Is it steady? Is it going the other way? Right now, way? It, it seems like it's growing and it's, okay. you know, honestly, it seems like it's blowing up because it's only gotten more and more included in and like mainstream, mainstream culture like Nike and yeah, like Adidas so getting in it's, it's almost hard to turn on a TV now and not see a skateboard fly by in a commercial or always. or you know on your on your timeline or something there's always going to be some kind of edgy you know skateboarding culture hype but the biggest factor I think right now is 2020 Olympics with skateboarding and BMX going into Do I, it is that that's in? that's yeah. official? I saw an article Olympics. about that I didn't yep. know if it was official or not okay yep they're already blasting skateboarders who can't pass their drug tests it's real dude <clears throat> so real which is that's <laughs> yeah they don't know the culture but I get it I get it hmm. yeah it's gonna be crazy though I mean that's that's ultimately I think once that happens it's gonna be either a huge like shock wave of like you know, growth, or it could be like this is super whack. So I read the article. I read. They said they're like, why would a skateboarder quit and not go to his competition over here, or not go to the X Games to do the Olympics? Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's a good point. Like skateboarders might not be that interested in Olympics. It's you know, with stuff like X Games and Street League and all that stuff, it's really hard for just anybody to get in. You know, and I think the thing with the Olympics is not that it makes it easier for. Um, people to get into that but it kind of starts to establish like almost a system of you know where you can do something and be coached and have different endorsements and have ways to be supported by it and you know there's nonprofits getting established to support olympic skateboarding and all this stuff so once kids start to get on programs and these things develop you know it's just like how do how do olympic swimmers sustain how do Olympic powerlifters sustain. How do these guys? You know, there's there's definitely some aspect that most people have where they're do they are doing some kind of job, but their full time thing is training because they're like having to stay at their top of their level, you know, to perform for the Olympics. And I I think honestly it's gonna be a great thing for the sport and uh, really take skateboarding to the next level. But there is gonna be a lot of uh, you know, the core uh, rebellion as far as there's going to be a lot of skateboarders that don't dig it. And that's, yeah. you know, that's just what it is. 
So. Isn't I mean this is just my opinion? Isn't the Olympics kind of like suffering in general as far as views and getting attention? It is. That's why they and are, I still props to the skate scene for getting in. So I that's I, why it's being brought in. Yeah, because they're struggling to get younger viewers. So I don't say that to take away. I think that's an awesome accomplishment for the skate scene. But then in reverse, it's looking at the Olympics. I feel like they try to potentially, um, I guess, kind of abuse the athletes and get the most yeah, out they, of them without giving much back to that. It's kind of like. It kind of is like you could look at it as being taken advantage of, but it's really just the Olympics. Like, is anything else? It's just having to evolve with the times and mm-hmm. with the, you know, the new generations. There's just different things, different interests. You know, like yeah, like I'm not, I don't want to watch track and field. Yeah, like how much longer is are some of these sports even going to be relevant? I mean, I'm sure there's people that are so passionate about doing it, which is amazing. But you know, statistics are showing like skateboarding is one of the fastest growing sports in the world. So why would you not have that in your main, you know, competition, so. It'd be very interesting where the Olympics go in the next, like, 20 years. Yeah. Like, 90% esports. <laughs> All in DR. I don't know. That's a weird spot. Esports in the Olympics probably isn't too far off. Honestly, 100%. I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually already in. I just... I uh, thought it was. The gaming facility... Aren't they building, like, a whole mecha center next to the ballpark in Arlington for esports? They're, they're repurposing the convention center. The convention center that's that? already built is being turned into an esports arena. I heard some esports arena. I that's what I was trying to say. Arena. What does that even mean? Yo, my like roommate, where he's already doing it around here somewhere. My roommate went to one. He said there was like twenty thousand people there. Wow. What's the internet though for something like that? And uh, like, dude, you, it's literally like it's the same. I guess like, you could you could say the same argument for baseball yeah. or whatever. But like, you're you can't see them. You're watching a little dude down in there, mm-hmm. and he's you're watching the screen. So it's like the same thing you watch at home. Yeah. But like it's all about that FOMA, that yeah, you're missing you're out there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sports will definitely take over a lot of sports. I'm interested to see how it all develops. X XFL's coming back in Arlington, the old Rangers ballpark. XFL, the Extreme Football League. Is that the one with the females? Yo, someone no. was just telling me about that. No, it's uh, it actually had one season back in like 2001. The owner of it's like. Re- World Wrestling Federation mm-hmm. WWF or whatever yeah. it was I know exactly Vince McMahon Vince McMahon, yeah, Vince yes. McMahon. that's the name I was going for bringing it back with like an actual I forgot the guy's name but he's like an actual CEO or something from the NFL like a real football head when last time around they were doing it as like a, a rebel version of like football like extreme version of football and now they're bringing it out as like a spring season like a compliment after the Super Bowl XFL starts so it carries it's over it's cool yeah it's a cool concept there's only like I think going to be 10 or 20 teams, but one of them is going to be here in Arlington or in Arlington. I feel like that's a unique approach because that is, it's kind of like a softer version. So you're, you're complimenting it. You're not mm-hmm. trying to take away and that's fight. compete. Yeah, exactly. that's pretty cool. I didn't know that they were trying to compliment the end of the season. I think that could be a game changer. Yeah, it's it's a cool approach. And I think, it's, I mean, if anywhere, if it's going to work anywhere, it's definitely going to be in Texas. And yeah. With everything they're doing over there by the ballpark, the new Texas Live and all that stuff. They're, yeah, they're building a new Ranger Stadium, right? Yeah, new Ranger Stadium. Covered. Yeah. Because oh, they don't want their people outdoors. Too hot. That's Hey, it really hurts attendance. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a ball game in the when summertime. it's 110 in the sunshine. That's a plastic fun. seat. Yeah, not that sucks. Fun. That's true. The world is changing. It's not <laughs> about the the sunburn and the peanuts anymore. Mm-hmm. You'll catch me comfortable. Catch me walking around with the umbrella hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Sombrero. Got too many sunburns. For real. That's wild. So, anything else coming up new for the park in general? Though, I mean, a lot of stuff going on in the city in general. You guys are building like the the kind of camp section. Yeah, we're building up the park more. Where um, last year we produced the first annual DFW Bug Jam. 
we're getting ready to announce that for April. Uh, we're planning on kind of coinciding that with the Grand Prairie's Main Street Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually not doing it at the skate park this year. We got space down at Joe Pool Lake, and we'll do it like we did the uh, Mondays Don't Suck yeah. Mondays Don't Suck Labor Day edition down there at Joe Pool Lake. So that'll be cool. We have like a cruise through the uh, Main Street Festival planned. What's the bug jam? Uh, Volkswagen. That's what I was thinking. Air cooled, okay. water cooled, and last year, I mean, we had a good couple hundred cars, great That's attendance. Awesome. Yeah, did for, people for drive sure. from Mexico to do that? Yeah, people come from all over, and Fuck this Mexico year to go to that event. Volkswagen this year, there's enthusiast. like, uh, you know, I think two of the bigger VW shows that happen in Texas aren't going down, so it's really going to be a good opportunity for us to kind of that's huge. Click it, click it up, and is Dub Splash one of those? I think Dub Splash, and I think it's Fredericksburg. Or Why North. is Dub Splash? I literally was trying to Google those dates the other day. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, Mark has told me Mark's the VW guy. I just support him on the event side, but he mm-hmm. he had said something. I'm I really don't remember. It might have been they didn't get the location locked in or something wasn't working out, but. All I know is that there was like two other V-Dub shows that weren't happening this year. And That's sad to hear, man. Yeah, it is sad. And hopefully, you know, they come back around. But in the meantime, we'll be holding it down. That's awesome. But other than that, you know, everything else, you can you can check the Instagram, at Alliance Skate Park, or at Rhythm Skate Shop to keep up with all the skate park-related stuff. Uh, Mondays don't suck. Mondays don't suck on Instagram with periods instead of spaces. Mondays dot don't dot suck. As for me, you can follow me at Vincent X Victor for any <laughs> personal related content or photos of my girlfriend. Shout out to at Looney Luna. Thank you for sharing your man tonight. I apologize <laughs> that you got, got I love date you, night honey. short. Had yeah. to interrupt date night. Shout yeah. out to my girlfriend Leah Mari. You beautiful. <laughs> you beautiful girl. <laughs> you beautiful girl. I'm a lucky man. There you go. Let him know. Let, Let him know they're never forgotten. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to plug besides the events coming up? Is there anything you want to plug? Shoot. I feel like I've been talking about myself this whole time. I want to know how your day is going. Dude, you're a featured guest. This isn't about (laughs) the distractions that this office may bring. This is about an audio experience of everything you got going on. Can we get Spencer Bass back in here? Right, we can. I'm sure if you speak. Yeah, if you say it loud enough, we'll probably Spencer Bass has a freestyle out. Does he really? Yeah. Let's Let's get him to drop that. If he's so hyped on the rap music, I want to hear his rap. Right. We'll see. We'll see. I bet you he picks yeah, up he with that attitude. Back. He let that one out. Yeah. He probably won't be too proud of it, but he he definitely took a stab at it back in the day. I need to find that one. I guarantee he picks up with some sort of attitude. Or it doesn't pick up at all. <laughs> it's not like he's doing anything back there. He's like... Uh, I just heard him talk about my rap. I'm not gonna answer. <laughs> That'd be funny if he like had us had this phone on the whole time, so he was listening. No. So yeah, Spencer Bass, the, the kind gentleman that wanted to interrupt us earlier. We're trying to call him back in here now. He's nowhere to be found. I've known Spencer as long as I've been working at the skate park, so I've definitely known that fool for more than ten years. That's why. And got nothing but love for him. Definitely one of the kookiest. <laughs> Fun loving guys that I know. Dude, I'm just trying to figure out his metabolism, man. I really like as I'm starting to get older I see mine slowing down and I just I don't know what he's doing that I'm not, but I need to I need to figure that out. I know what a little bit of it is. He's out there working on those dirt jumps every day. Is he? Yeah, because they're looking good. Okay. I need to stop by. That's right. some labor. That's some work to pack that dirt. So shout out Spencer. How many days a week is he working out there? You know, I don't I couldn't honestly say I'm out by five. Mm-hmm. 
you know, most days, and that's what time he's leaving here to go there. That makes so sense. So I'll see him up there every now and then if I'm getting a late session or passing through. But, uh, you know, he's definitely up there more times than he's not, I would say. That's awesome. And he's always got his gym shorts on, ready to get dirty. Yo, you do have a great team up there, so shout out to the team, all the yeah. guys at Alliance. Shout out to Dakota, shout out to Brian, Trent, yeah. Rudy, the staff that holds it down. You guys are all awesome, yeah, from a, a brand from over here on my side. Every time we go there, I feel like we're family and we get treated well, so I appreciate that. We got a, we got a good thing going, man, and I'm blessed, I'm blessed with a good team, blessed with good opportunities, and, you know, I hope to just keep working hard and make bigger and better things happen out here in the Metroplex, man. So, and thank you, Evan. Shout out to Evan, Mr. Trying to get back. You know, you're doing your thing. I appreciate you guys having me on the podcast today. Shout out to Cole. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you for the first time. <laughs> yeah, check him out on Instagram, bro. The Moto Store, right? The yeah, Moto yeah. Dot Store, or is it just the Moto Store? I should know these store. things. The well, Moto Don't store. go to the Moto Dot Store on Instagram. That's a mistake. Rookie yeah. mistake. I didn't get that account. <laughs> and now he's selling stickers and they hit me up for him. But anyways, that's a different story. Maybe that's kind of working out. He's getting you business and he <laughs> literally know Yeah. This dude, he must have paid this guy for a sponsorship and they hit my account up instead of the person they're supposed to hit up. I'm like, maybe I start selling stickers. Like, Wow. Can be a new business. There you go. Check it out. I know a guy that makes stickers. Well, thank you so much, XSM. Is there anything else you want to mention before we log out of this audio session? MDS. Support your local skate shop. Yeah, support your local skate shop. We just dropped some new decks, new t-shirts about to drop. I need to come down and get some shoes. MDS is March 11th. Save the date. Watch the forecast. We're dropping shirts. Uh, Yeah, just keep up with us on the socials, man. We do that update that more than anything else so public event time would be 6 to 10 right 6 to 10 yep, yep. pull so, up so 6 to 10 mon- Monday March 11th come out there no burning no absurd gestures or drugs or drinking it is a family get together bring your dog yeah bring- keep them on a leash we'll have uh, the Grand Prairie Police Department out there holding it down with us they've been a huge supporter of the event and helping us keep it safe and organized and they're not cheap so you know keep in line so we don't have to hire more cops <laughs> straight up but you know the crowd's always been cool obviously there's always those one or two people that want to act out and, and do do wild stuff and you know like it is what it is if it ever becomes too big of an issue we know why MDS doesn't happen but at this point you know we have a great community it's been the main motivation to keep it going so thank you guys for being so supportive hope everybody comes out Buy stuff from the vendors, keeps them all hyped up so we can keep supporting the event and just keep this thing growing, man. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Like he said, support your local skate shop. Shop local. Thank you so much, Vincent. Victor, you're a beautiful person. Thank you for making the time to come by. <laughs> you're beautiful. All right, Careless After Hours listeners, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Follow us on Anchor. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, every major platform. And if you haven't already, then please send us a direct message with who we should be interviewing next. Thank Fo- you so much. Follow Kalos After Hours IG. Oh, that as well. See? Cool bang, bang. is coming in with that. that. Quick plug. <laughs> Quick plug. <laughs> Love y'all. Bye. This, this is the Kalos After Hours Podcast. One was careless.